Hey, listener, just a quick message before we jump into the lore drop today. I am remote at a hotel right now, and so I do not have access to my typical podcasting equipment. So the audio quality is going to be a little strange. I apologize in advance. Once I get back home, future episodes will be recorded at a higher quality. Thank you for understanding. Welcome back to Apaka Podcast. This is Eric, your Game Master, and today I am speaking with Jeremy again. Um, last time we met with him, we spoke a little bit about the continent of Kitakita. I believe I handed off the responsibility of shaping it from a weird ellipse into something that actually looked like a continent, if I recall correctly. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Jeremy is a player in the game and his character is Relic. And so I think we're going to start out by creating a character sheet for Relic. And then we might transition into talking about uh, what the past looked like before the collapse of society. What do you think, Jeremy? How does that sound? The past. Sounds fun. Can't wait. And it'd be fun to uh, make a character too. I like getting things on paper. So did I send you a character sheet? Uh, I saw the two that you were toying with. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so those are on uh, the Patreon. Let me open that up here, too. Yeah, so... Um, uh, do, I, do I need one open, or are you just going to kind of fill it out? I do not have pen and paper with me right now. Well, I mean, I can get pen and paper, obviously, but I have tiny, tiny little notepads because I am remote at a hotel right now. Um, <laughs> So we've got a couple options. We can just kind of take notes and pretend we're writing them in a box. Uh, or um, if you have a notepad, you can kind of sketch out what's just kind of like the information boxes. But for our listeners, uh, if you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash easy as ABC, uh, that will bring us to our Patreon page. Um, and I believe it should be public. Um, I believe the most recent public post is a photo of the different um, character sheet options that I've been playing with. One is filled out uh, Danger Noodle, which is Justin's character. And then the second one is after we made uh, Justin's character, I created an update. And so that's a nice blank character sheet. All right. I got the, uh, the Patreon pulled up just for reference, and then I can write things down as we go. Beautiful. Yeah, so the, the new character sheet... After we had filled out Justin's character, I was looking at it, and there was a place for everything, which I was happy with, but it wasn't, it wasn't space efficient. And so, like for for like high level characters, I think it was fine because you'd pretty much have something written in every single box. But for low level characters, you were going to have a lot of empty blank space. And so, I, I tried to rework it a little bit to make it a little bit more space efficient and put some more information on there. Gotcha. But yeah, I think I, I already gave you this feedback, but one thing I really liked was the uh, the current goal at the top, because I think that's me, me not being a uh, RPG veteran. I think it it's easy to get lost in these 
made up worlds. And so, uh, yeah, just having something simple like that current goal. I think that's gold right there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It was, yeah, that was one of the additions adding a, a current goal. And then instead of having giant boxes for each type, I, um, I kind of shrunk it down. Oh, this one's even outdated already. I think I changed it on my local version. So I, I mean, I guess we'll just start from the top and work our way down. So we already know it, but I'll ask it anyway. What is your character's name? My character's name is Relic. Okay, and then Relic, um, can you give us a a two- or three-sentence bio for him, and what do you think his starting goal would be? That's a good question. I don't know what his immediate goal would be. Uh, I'll start with kind of him. So some of his uh, specifics will be secret for now because... I and he do not really know them quite yet. But uh, yeah, he is an engineer. That is his trade, at least. So when he wakes up, he's going to have a name tag with his name, his uh, department he works for, and the uh, trade, being an engineer. So he's going to have not much information to go from. So name, engineer, and department security. Uh, So that's interesting, because why does a security division need a engineer? But... (laughs) <laughs> learn more about that i guess <laughs> so i'll i'll jump in um, i'll fill in a little bit more information um because you and i have already talked about this but relic uh his name is a little bit of a, a play on words because he uh he is from the pre-collapse world right and then he is in stasis and so he's going to wake up in this post-collapse society and so he's a little bit of a relic because he's from the past so that is true he is a relic of the past and uh, his the the team that he worked with in the past that he's you know again you're not going to remember all the specifics of um, they all had nicknames for each other mm. and his nickname was Relic because he was kind of the old guy of the group. <laughs> we have layers on top of layers so, here. Yes, yes, double. He's so he's going to be he's going to he's going to be like wait so my name is Relic and now you're going to call me Relic because I'm old from the past like it's double <laughs> yeah double double Relic I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I also, I think we started out with the concept that people from the past were just known as relics, and so I think we're going to play that up yeah. a little bit, and there's just, there's going to be a lot of, like, um, <laughs> who's on first, at least for, like, the first couple episodes. Um, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, so we've got name, we've got bio, uh, I know what your current goal is going to be, because I know how you enter the world, but we'll skip over that. <laughs> um, okay. And then we'll go to attributes. Um, and so I renamed them a little bit um, to, I guess, for two reasons. One, to kind of gamify it a little bit, and the other was to save space. Um, and so originally we started out, we had... Actually, let me explain it this way. In game design, at least with RPGs, uh, you have to think about the different modes that the game is going to work in. And so one mode is combat. Another mode are your social encounters, like having a conversation... Um, And a third mode could be your exploration mode, where you're out in the wild, um, maybe exploring a dungeon or an ancient ruin. Um, And so those are kind of like the three different game modes, your combat, your social encounters, and your exploration. And so the six different attributes break into those three different game modes. And so originally we had it called offensive and defensive combat, were two different skills. And so I just renamed them because it was awkward, so I just called it attack and defense sense um then instead of uh, offensive and defensive social 
which isn't even like a logical idea. <laughs> it was more of just like, a, how do I wrap my head around these two different game modes? I decided to rename them. Um, and so this character sheet, I, I, I'm going to put up an updated one. The one that's in front of us right now says Savvy and Discernment, but I renamed Discernment to Insight. Before we actually start the campaign, I may rename those two or three more times because I'm still not certain I'm happy with them. But for today, I think I will stick with Savvy and uh, Insight. Um, and so those represent the uh, social encounter game mode. And then you have your body and your know-how, which uh, I kept those names fixed. I'm, I'm pretty keen, keen on them. So um, the hope is that they are more or less self-explanatory. Savvy and Insight might be a little bit more uh, cryptic, but I think the definitions of the words kind of clarify things a little bit. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Like, especially once you clarified kind of the three game modes, thinking thinking in terms of that, it makes sense. So you just break it down. Each one has two subcategories: body and know-how. Yeah, yeah, all that makes sense. I know. And I know I had picked out numbers. Um, I think we start out with nine points, I believe. Correct. Okay, so I know I had one in everything, so six, and then I think I had two for know-how, two for body, and. Oh, wait, no, I had two for defense. Mm. Now I have one point to spend. Where do I use it? <laughs> what, was what was body again? Kind of more like uh, endurance and uh, yeah. climbing. So to, to break it up a little bit more, um, body covers pretty much all forms of movement, um, climbing, running, jumping, uh, but it also covers kind of your your physical robustness. Okay. This is a good time to move kind of one step deeper into the game system as we have our, our focus groups and our specialties. Um, for the body attribute, there are three different focus areas. You can do finesse, which would be like running um, and acrobatics. You can do strength, which is obviously how strong you are, but it also affects your carrying capacity. And this is a uh. um, survival game and at least some flavor. Um, and so... I tried not to lean too heavily on the inventory management mini game, but I did want—I didn't want you guys to be able to pick up seven million things and shove it into your magical bag of holding <laughs> forever. You know, this is a survival post-apocalyptic game, so there should be some aspect of inventory management. And so, the higher your strength, the more stuff you can carry. Uh, okay. And so, adding to your body would directly increase that. And then the last thing is your tenacity. Uh, which I will use for initiative, right? And so for those of you who are unfamiliar with RPG game terms, uh, initiative basically is just how quickly you react in combat, right? Once somebody uh, says, I'm going to punch you in the nose, you know, how ready are you psychologically and physically to get into a fight? All right, yeah, it makes sense. So I think that's what I had. So attack one, defense two, savvy one, insight one. Sorry, I already forgot what you renamed them. Um, body two and know-how two. Because I think I had my um, fo uh, focus and specialty in know-how, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, if I recall, you were going to do mechanical, right? Because know-how has three different focus groups. You have mechanical knowledge, um, digital or space-age knowledge, and then uh, nature knowledge, right? Um, okay. And so I think you were mechanical knowledge with a specialty in cybernetics, if I remember. 
I know it was for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the mechanical. I can't remember. And I may have, I definitely changed my mind a few times because I was like, oh, I think robotics <laughs> would be cool. Uh, but also making wacky, you know, post-apocalyptic guns would be cool. So uh, I guess we can figure that out later. But um, for sure, mechanical, yes, because that is right on board with my character. Yeah. So yeah, and that's honestly that's a hundred percent how this is supposed to work. Is uh, the specialties are something that you get to pick individual to you, and it's supposed to be within your focus group. So if you have uh, a focus group in mechanical, you are going to be better at you know, building improvised weapons, building um, kinetic rifles, um, basically the kind of things that we have currently, right? You've got gunpowder yeah. style guns. Um, and then if the digital know-how would be more like your space laser weapons. And so if you're looking for robotics, then definitely uh, mechanical know-how would, would be your focus area. Alrighty. What's next? Okay. So we can... Move on. I'm going to skip over gear. We'll come back to that. All right. And then the wounds we can probably talk about later. And so we're going to go to your boons and your liabilities. Uh, yes. Really should have just had my uh, character sheet opened up. I know I shared that with you. Do you remember where that was? Oh, the, um, the Google Doc. Was that it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I definitely had it. Let me find it, too. I have a special uh, folder in my shared drive called shared files from Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> just just from me. Yes, just just for I'm you. <laughs> contributing too much. No such thing. Oh no, this is my ideas about your character. Those are secret. I can't share those. Ooh, put that away. Fine. Okay, yes, here we go. Oh, did I not write it down? Well, well whatever. I know what it is. So my main liability is what I'm calling Rocket Raccoon Syndrome. And that is I will at periodically random times and up to the GM uh, absolutely need something. I will see something and be like, I want that. I need it. How am I going to get it? Oh, I love um, it. And for really no reason, because uh, it's pretty out of character even <laughs> to, to just like suddenly need things, especially with... Um, Coming from the past and having everything I need. Right. Well, I guess not anymore, but I'm used to having everything I need, so maybe that's what it is. Who knows? Yeah, just just talking it out, I wonder if there's like... Um, I mean, this will this will come up during the game, so it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler, but not a, not a huge one. But the, the stasis process, um, it's not perfect. And so characters who are um, awoken in incorrect ways or after very long amounts of times suffer from amnesia um and so uh, part of me wants to think that you're going to see these these items from the past and it's just going to like trigger something like a memory in your head and you're going to be like i need that i remember liking that oh, thing that's a good point it could be things from the past yeah. make it a little more uh consistent i guess you could say that would be a good point yeah and I, I correct me if i'm wrong but i think in my mind anyways i had the whole stasis thing like they had used them at times in the past but they were for short periods of time mm. and something i think went wrong and i have been frozen for a very very long time so i'm sure i will have fun <laughs> side effects <and laughs> not not just amnesia yeah no it's um so the canon is that uh there was an estimated time for recovery from the apocalypse um, I think I said 50 years. I, I don't quite remember right now. 
Um, but it definitely takes much longer than that for the planet to recover from whatever happened. Um, and so all of this technology that was designed to keep you in stasis was like, okay, well, if you're supposed to be in stasis for 50 years, then, you know, maybe we'll make it to 60, 75, and then you'll wake up and, you know, it's centuries later. <laughs> and it's like, well, some people, you know, the machine just broke down and they woke up and it's like, huh, this is a weird place. <laughs> um, and I, your character, I think, makes it uh, a good chunk of the way uh, because because of your background, you probably have the best level technology. But in, in my head, there's kind of like economy and deluxe class. You know what I mean? Like in an airplane. <laughs> yep. Um, and so you'd be like first class stasis pod. And there are some people out there with like economy class stasis pods. Um, and so that's yeah, like, like I can walk around in mine. <laughs> yeah. And like a drink dispenser and stuff. <laughs> well, it's not going to be that big. I just mean quality, like quality yeah. control. <laughs> extra you might get extra leg room i'll give you that okay okay um, okay i gotta go off on this tangent because it's just so cool so i'm thinking yeah. about these stasis pods and i was thinking about like how do they work um because i know it's sci-fi and we can just wave our hands and say it's science um but i was thinking about like how would you design a stasis pod and i started thinking back to uh cryogenics and uh all of the ideas about um like disney how they like froze his body and things like that uh, for Walt Disney. And I was thinking that these stasis pods would be these tall kind of glass tubes uh, with like a reclining bed, you know, so that the person could, could rest and then have these cold fluid flow over their body to chill it down, right? Just like a continuous flow. And then I was like, well, what about on the inside? And so I was thinking about having these um, kind of like the air pilot, like for a jet fighter, those masks that the pilots wear that goes over your face. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And it would pump in like liquid uh, hydrogen or, or, or helium or something, like super cooled helium um, into your lungs to chill you from like the inside out. And then uh. during the, like the warming process, because you're warming up and because helium is a gas, it, it changes from a liquid to a gas automatically as it starts to warm up and it just like evacuates your lungs by itself um anyway these are the thoughts that go through my head <laughs> yeah that's cool it reminds me of uh you ever see the the like what 80s movie the abyss oh um james cameron it's like one of his older movies you know, there's a there's a scene where they they have to this one guy has to dive super deep and they puts like a dive suit on but because it's so deep and the pressures are an issue they fill it with liquid oxygen Oh. Or some kind of liquid that is breathable, <laughs> and I, that that scene for me was traumatizing because like you just watch his helmet fill up slowly, and then he has to, and then he has to take a breath of it, and oh, it, the body's just like rejecting. Yeah, it's horrifying. Like I already don't like water in those capacities, and just watching that was kind of horrifying. But kind of reminds me of that. Oh yep, yep. I can definitely. I see don't. That. I don't want to breathe liquids. <laughs> oh. Gosh, that's cool. Okay, back on track. Uh, yes. Boons and liabilities. Every level one character gets two boons and one liability. We already talked about your liability, arbitrary collector, racket raccoon syndromes. Yep. Maybe we will make it things of the past, but I, I mean, here's here's the deal. Is for the most part, because I know you guys, um, I'm going to leave these uh, liabilities basically just up to role play is um, okay. I'm going to use these as prompts for myself and for you as to how to get plot hooks out there. 
um, or how to complicate what would be a normal situation. And so with your arbitrary collector, I might do it like you notice that this guy across the room has some ancient piece of technology and you think it's really cool and you want it now. Um, and now I've put that plot hook out there and it, for you, it's just kind of like a role play. What are you going to do with that? And right. the hope okay. is that it's going to draw you in to go talk to that guy. Maybe you'll trade with him, interact with him. And now that I have that engagement, we can, you know, I can put the actual <laughs> session plot out there and be like, oh, well, I'll trade this to you if you go out to this field and uh, talk to so and so. Kill rats. Yeah. <laughs> go it's get always, always killing rats. rats. <laughs> kill 10 rats. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Level one missions. <laughs> if, if you do that, I will break the third wall. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then, so the other thing would be like um, to cause tension. So, like, maybe you guys will be in, like, a negotiation. You're trying to negotiate peace between these two different tribes. And I'm like, it's a normal thing. You're, you've already got your plan. It's like, yep, you're just going to sign this document. You're going to shake hands. Except you really want his necklace right now. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of throw a wrench in whatever would be a normal, regular plan. Um, but for actual game mechanics, the idea is that I'm going... When, when you have a liability, and, right, and so this isn't just for us, this is for anybody who wants to try the system in their own world. Um, when someone has a liability, the game master has the ability to invoke that liability up to three times per session. And so when you invoke the liability, um, it puts an idea in somebody's head, right, into the character's head, and any action that goes against satisfying that liability is going to take a minus one penalty. So, for example, during that um, negotiation scene, if you were to try and um, not... if Anything you would do to, to give that away to somebody else, it would take a minus one penalty to do like a social role or a combat role or whatever. Um, but anything you do to play into that liability, you do at your full capacity. Gotcha. So it's kind of like uh, bumper bowling. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, st try to st help us steer in the right direction gotcha yeah i didn't want to take autonomy away from you and be like you really want to jump off this cliff right now uh, yeah, yeah like i might invoke that liability but you don't have to do it you're just going to take a yeah i yeah i i totally get that because the the one time i did like a, a gm type thing it's i even told the players ahead of time like look this is the first time i was like it's gonna be pretty linear like i'm gonna <laughs> attempt to let you guys make your own decision but i'm definitely going to be steering it because it was it was a made-up thing it's like i can't be ready for everything and i don't have the experience to just wing it so yeah i totally get that especially with this entire thing being homebrew so <laughs> yeah i don't know why we thought that was a good idea i enjoy it so it's been so much fun it's just took what was supposed to be a let's get together on thursdays into a six-month project <laughs> um okay so we got your liability but let's talk about these yes. boons right and so these can be uh superpowers you have these can be items you have um and you get either two what i'm calling small boons or one larger boon um, which is really just some agreement we have to get to about how useful something is yeah so i think we talked about it before but i um, I kind of kept hopping back and forth between my second boon, but the one for sure is my suit. Okay. So um, it's we've talked about it. it's got some you know all sorts of technology and stuff. So it's just 
generally helpful. Um, we can work out the specifics as far as gaminess goes, but um, as far as character, it's just kind of like my, uh, what did I call it? E- extreme environment engineering suit, mm-hmm. right? So part of his duties were uh, repairing these crazy large macro machines in all sorts of environments, like, you know, completely cryogenic and then, you know, practically molten hot, you know, environments. (laughs) So, um, like rebreathers, you know, self-contained thing, environmental protection, um, and then some other little trinkets we can talk about later, uh, as I fix them. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I think the details can be up in the air as far as what it looks like in game, you know, um, you know, automated, uh, reflexes, stuff like that. But, um, it's basically a, yeah, extreme environment suit, like a lightweight exo on the outside. So nothing serious. It just kind of helps take the weight of the suit off me. It's not like Mm. I can super jump or super run. It's just to help me move normally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love stuff. That was, that that was more just artistic flavor uh, as I was kind of messing around with some of the, the pixel art stuff and Try to figure out what it looks like in my mind. I just decided to have that kind of lightweight exo thing. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely the one. And then I kept going back and forth between the second one, like what kind of weapon or like a little helper robot or something. I think I'm just going to go with my laser cutter. Okay. So that would be, I think, my second one. And then um, I'm going to have like a just a combat knife with me as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the, the laser cutter, I think that'll be fun. Okay. Um... Did we ever release that um, pixel art? I don't think so. I think I sent you a few just uh, for fun, just as I was messing around with them. Okay, we'll we'll get back to that. We we might have to tweet that. Or... Yeah, because I can like I had I drew a bunch of them up. I couldn't. I kept iterating. Couldn't figure out which one I liked the most. So I still have to make my mind up. I think I I took a poll with a few of you guys, and um, it, the consensus was pretty. Um, Pretty much the same. So I think I I think I know what I'm going to go with. So we we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know when when you're ready to send that out into the world. I think people would be excited to see it. Um, okay. So in terms of the suit, um, I I think I have that. Um, yeah, I took some notes on that because we have different kind of environmental things. Um, I, I'm basically seeing this as a couple different ways. Is um, we'll have to figure out where in game it's actually going to be a benefit to you. That's that's the key that we have to figure out. I know there's certain areas like there's going to be like a radioactive north, um, and so if if it offers any radiation protection, that would be a nice boon if you ever had to go up there. Um, hmm. There's definitely going to be some cold regions. So here's here's where I'm kind of struggling. Is there's certain level of hand waviness when it comes to survival. So when, once once we get through the first um, couple episodes of acclimating to this new world, um, I don't want to always be like, all right, it's cold tonight. Roll a tenacity check to see if you freeze. You know, I'm going to assume that you're going to figure out some way to camp in the wild without having to worry about it every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I want to give you a benefit that you will be able to use during certain um, more frequent thing more frequently. I guess that's what I'm trying to go with. Um, okay. I mean, it can also be specific. Like, I'm not against that. I just wanna. I don't want you to pick something and then it never comes up. You know what I mean? 
Right. Yeah. And honestly, the, the environmental thing doesn't even have to be applicable. It's kind of more just headcanon for me. Like, that's where yeah. I came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I think a part of the character thing is going to be that he just doesn't like taking it off. Like, it's kind of his mm. safety blanket in a way, too. So um, even if it's just that, it's just there. Um, and it, it is pretty stinking durable, too. So, like, uh, hence part of the reason I picked the uh, extra defense level mm-hmm. i don't know how much that plays into the suit itself but um yeah it doesn't have to be you know okay specifically environmental okay there's sure. other th- things that he's kind of tinkered with as far as the suit goes that we can talk about yeah um okay because uh, he's yeah not just an engineer all right i'm gonna throw out a couple ideas then um the the based on your description i see a couple different ways to go one is i could do something similar to justin right you've got this suit it has it can be it can act as armor like i can give it to you as just like a level of um body armor um and the way body armor works in the system is if you look at your um wound chart um there's yep. there's different circles right some of them are solid some of them are are dotted circles um the solid ones everybody has um and then the dotted ones are kind of like upgrades you can take and so one thing you could do is uh instead of having 3 fatigue uh, circles you could have four fatigue circles where one of those represents the armor that or this suit as a as, as armor oh, okay um, that's the other thing i renamed is it used to be called scratches and then i changed it to fatigue um the idea being is that in combat you you don't always have to be hit sometimes you're just exhausted from dodging um and so that's what the fatigue represents and so that's one option okay. the other option is based on this hazard thing is i could give you uh, bonuses to your tenacity checks to resist things. For example, poison, acid, cold, heat. We could, we could go with that environmental, um, and we can scale it up. Like I can say, you just get this flat plus one bonus to resist heat, cold, radiation, whatever, um, representing the hazard resistance. And honestly, we could, because uh, we talked about, so as I come out of stasis pretty much everything's broken as far as my gear goes um Mm, yeah we did talk about that so we could uh this for now in the beginning we could just say just the extra level for fatigue because it's just a physical protection right and then worry about worry about some of the specifics later and i could i could fix them (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's that's kind of the vision i had is that you had all this wonderful technology and then for reasons it breaks down and you got to kind of repair it and and build it back up um so that you can that way you can visualize your perfect character and how overpowered he will be in the future Uh, (laughs) but you got to get there Um, yes yes so yes okay so why don't we do that well it's simple but i like it we'll we'll give you an extra layer of fatigue armor um and then the other thing was your laser cutter can you You've explained it to me. Can you explain it to the listeners so that they know what you're talking about? And I'm going to look up a video uh, to see if that can sh- uh, tweet that later. Okay. Yeah, so uh, again, kind of a-, a lot of what my character does is he, he gets the basic you know, uh, engineer stuff, so the suit, which is for work, and the laser cutter, which is for work, but he's not happy with them. He's going to tinker with them and upgrade everything pretty much, so... <laughs> It is a laser cutter. I can use it as a laser cutter, but I have modified it 
that I can really focus it and use it as a gun too. Um, mm. It's not some super weapon where I just pull the trigger and now there's two people, uh, <laughs> but it's going to hurt and it will cut through pretty much anything eventually. So okay, um, how that how that looks in the game, I don't know. Um, I could just treat it as a regular gun essentially, but um, I don't know how many of the people out there have seen <clears throat> the game Shipbreakers, uh, but it's kind of a... Uh, it really annoys me that's not in the home world universe, but it apparently isn't, even though it looks like it is. Uh, but you're you're like this space deconstructor dude and just ripping ships apart. And he has this sweet laser gun that uh, you can set the beams with. And so you can cut. Yeah. So you can cut like long straight lines and just kind of hack large sections off at a time. And that's kind of what I had pictured is like for work. That's what it looks like. You know, all right, I need to cut this panel. I'm just going to make four cuts and now I got a perfect square. Um, but I can kind of focus it for more long range uh, encounters if necessary. I like it. I pulled up a thing, a ship. Uh, I pulled up a picture for a little demo of Shipbreakers. I'm going to send that to you. You can tell oh, me nice. if that's what you were thinking about. Um, but what I'm thinking is that I'm actually going to extend this just a little bit, not just the gun, but also the battery pack to power it um the idea being that uh laser guns are great as long as they have power right if they don't have power you can't shoot them um and so i'm if it's okay with you i'll give you that weapon and in addition i'll give you some kind of power pack to go with it okay um i don't know how you want to connect those if you want it like a permanent wire connection or whatever and then i'm going to throw in a basically a a one-off use where you can add uh, 1d6 extra damage to any attack with that gun. Basically, the idea being that this power pack dumps a ton of energy into it, and then because of your fun, I finagled with it and made it more powerful, you'd blast somebody. Um, But you can only do that once per day because there's only so much energy in the power pack. Right, makes sense. Yeah, no, I kind of had imagined, because, again, kind of just going crazy you know imagining all the fun things you could do i i I had imagined some kind of onboard uh power source that i could even with newer things kind of tap into um i had the idea of adding essentially a taser to my knife just for fun (laughs) so you could uh you could stab somebody and then tase them even though it's completely out of order (laughs) (laughs) add insult to injury yeah exactly yeah exactly um just stuff like that. He he's not happy with you know standard issue things. So, uh, but then you know, but, you know it, it's like a one shot thing. So I can kind of reach behind, give it a charge, and then you know I get one one tase and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like a small onboard onboard battery. But yeah, I kind of because I, I, again, how else do you kind of manage power? You know, mm-hmm. just finding batteries everywhere. It's kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah, we can. Um... After we finish up your character, we wanted to talk about the future, and so we're kind of bridging that mm-hmm. gap a little bit about what kinds of technology we have. And um, one of the things I was thinking about was about energy generation. Um, so actually, I'm going to leave that for now. We're, we'll we'll save that for when we talk about what the past actually looked like, and we'll okay. just, we can we can revisit it then. Okay. So there you go. There's your two two boons and your liability. Um, You've got your environmental armor, um, and so what you can do is uh, under your uh, well, you're just taking notes. But if you had your character sheet under your boons and liabilities, you would put 
you know, environmental armor, and then some description that you got like plus one fatigue uh, box or something. And you can fill okay. in that dotted circle so that you have four check boxes for fatigue. Um, and then you'll have your second boon is your um, laser cutter and battery pack or something, whatever cool name you want to come up with it. Yeah, I can come up with something fun. Um, and I'm rolling back a little bit. When I spoke with Justin, I said that he would get uh, his venom. I said three uses per day. I'm going to roll that back for now. He's, he's going to get one use of venom per day, which adds 1d6 damage. And you're going to get one use of battery energy per day, which adds 1d6 damage. And this isn't at all what I meant. You guys are basically the same character, but not the same character in terms of your boons. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do at level one. So if, if we want to differentiate we can always revisit this it, it, it might just be that it's in my head that this makes sense but we'll, we'll see um yeah i think it's fine because as as things go on I'm, I'm sure they'll become pretty different oh yeah oh yeah and then you got your um liability which is your arbitrary collector yep yeah that should be interesting too cool. <laughs> sure so sure that'll get me into trouble <laughs> that's the hope that is that is the hope and the intention. It looks like there's a time limit on Google Meet, too. Who knew? Yeah, following suite with Zoom. Um, let's take a couple minutes. I want to talk about one other thing, and then we can rejoin and talk about the, the past. Okay. Um, okay, and so the last thing I wanted to touch on is bulk and carrying capacity. Um, and so if you look at that gear sheet... Um, that's one of the things I added to the character sheet is is there was no inventory spot before. Um, and so now there's a little gear uh, box um, to the right of your focus groups. Um, and mm -hmm. so the first one is filled in for you because one of the rules of ABC is that um, everybody can always carry a primary weapon. Like, I didn't want people consuming their inventory with essential equipment. Um, and so that first bullet, um, that can be your... Uh, laser cutter right um and then your armor right so you can because your armor is associated with a boon uh you also get to carry that for free and so you can fill in a second circle um and just write your environmental armor there if you want um and i think that's all those are both of your boons and then your body stat was a two right yep so then in addition to that you would fill in two more circles and so you'd have a essentially a carrying capacity of four, right? You could have four okay. items. You have your laser cutter for free. You have your environmental suit for free. And because you have a body stat of two, you can carry two more things with you. And that would be like your extra batteries for your laser cutter uh, if we go that way or whatever miscellaneous items you want to put in there. So Yeah, he's going to have a big combat knife too. So Nice. Something between a gladius and a large combat knife. I love it. Yep. So exactly, that would be one of your one of your item spots. Great. Okay. I think that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, Jeremy, for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to us about Relic, and thank you, listener, for tuning in to this episode of Apaka Podcast Lore Drops. Next time we meet, we will have a very informal talk about what Kita Kita was like before the apocalypse. This is the ABC GM signing off. I'll see you next time.